Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. This week's episode is going to be another advice episode. A bunch of you guys wrote in with your stories and questions, so I'm going to give you my thoughts and my two cents on everything that you submitted. So let's just jump right in. The first listener wrote in saying, my boyfriend's parents invited me on their family vacation in August. We'll be traveling by car and staying with his grandparents. When we go on the trip, I will have just turned 18 and he will be 17 a couple months after. And we will have been together for almost a year. I don't know his parents that well. They're lovely from what I do know of them. And I've only had a brief introduction with one of his grandparents. The other I won't meet until I'm there. I'm a very anxious person. And although I'm looking forward to the trip... I'm already starting to worry about little things like eating, sleeping, and showering. Looking for some advice and reassurance. Okay, it's totally normal to feel anxious about this. Traveling with new people is always weird. Even if it's friends or other family members you haven't like traveled with before, it just, people's true colors show, and it's always kind of awkward, especially when you're going to someone's house that you don't know. But you're going to be fine. It's it's totally normal to feel this way, and it really won't be as bad as you think. Since they'll most likely be treating you to things on the trip, I would see if your parents would be willing to set up a dinner and invite them over before the trip as a thank you for including you on their family trip, but then also so you can meet them kind of on your own turf. Then that way, when you guys are in the car, you'll have a little bit more to talk about and be a little bit more familiar with them. If you think that the car ride is going to be awkward and you're not naturally chatty, then I would suggest coming up with some icebreaker questions for his parents ahead of time. So then that way you can get to know them a little bit more. And when you're asking the questions, then the spotlight isn't on you. You know, you're giving them the opportunity to kind of fill the space and talk about themselves. If you go on Pinterest, there's a million icebreaker question examples that you can ask. I mean, you can ask them about favorite Netflix series. You can ask them about their jobs, how they met, maybe some advice for going off to college. You know, I mean, parents love to give unsolicited advice. So I feel like you have a lot of opportunity to kind of put the ball in their court and have them be the ones that are talking. Also, if you haven't told your boyfriend that you're feeling anxious yet, I would definitely talk with him about that ahead of time and let him know that you're feeling nervous. And this way, maybe he can call his grandparents or speak with his parents ahead of the trip and figure out some of the things you're feeling anxious about, like the sleeping arrangements or the showering arrangements. And hopefully, if your boyfriend does know that you're feeling anxious, if you guys will have access to a car or Uber or are nearby within walking distance of like a downtown area or whatever, then maybe he can kind of plan a little day trip or day out for just the two of you. So then you're not stuck with his family the entire time, because I feel like you guys should have, you know, a little one-on-one time, at least during the day. As for eating, if you're worried about either like dietary restrictions or allergies, or if you're just a picky eater, then I would suggest dealing with all of that ahead of time because I love to entertain and there's nothing worse when you're cooking for someone and the person either doesn't like what you made or is allergic and didn't tell you or whatever the case is. So if you have any type of restrictions or 
things that you definitely won't eat, then I would definitely let your boyfriend know so he can let his family know so they're prepared for that. I'm assuming you guys are going to be having some meals out at restaurants and stuff. So I'm sure your boyfriend can get some type of list from either your parents or grandparents of like various restaurants that you're going to go to. And then that way you can scope out the menu ahead of time. And honestly, like for road trips and stuff, like I love to pack like snacks. Like I'm like the biggest snack person ever. I, at my work, everyone laughs at me because I have a giant file cabinet of just snacks and candy and all that kind of stuff. So I would suggest like when you're packing to, maybe bring some things with you, like whether you have specific protein bars you like, or just certain like crackers and cookies and stuff like that, then that way you just have it with you. And if you don't use it or need it, then great. You can just bring it back with you. But then that way you're not having to scramble and go to the store or something like that. And honestly, too, like I've never met a set of grandparents that aren't overly accommodating when you visit them. So I'm sure everything's going to be fine. I wouldn't like, I know it's very easy to sit there and say, oh yeah, don't feel stressed out about it. Whatever. Like when you're dealing with anxiety, it sucks. And I get that, but you've been a part of this kid's life for almost a year and I'm sure they're going to try to go above and beyond to make you feel comfortable and make you feel at home. So just try to plan ahead. And I would just, my biggest thing would be to communicate your anxiety to your boyfriend. I would let him know because then that way he can try to help, you know, either figure out a game plan to make you feel less anxious or he can reassure you that everything's going to be okay. I really think that you're going to have an awesome time. So best of luck and enjoy your trip. And I hope that helps. Okay. The next listener wrote in, my relationship with my boyfriend is a little complicated. We've been together for four years on and off and we've experimented with being open That's where it gets a little cloudy. He recently started talking to someone new after I had in the past talked to people. I decided I wanted to be exclusive pretty recently, so I deleted all my dating apps and asked him to do the same. My phone broke, so I was using his phone to text my sister, and I saw he still had her number and was communicating with her pretty regularly. They've even met up, which I never did with anyone, even when we were open, I feel guilty because he gave me the same chance to talk to new people, and now I feel like I'm restricting him. On the other hand, I did express that I wanted to be exclusive. I just don't know how to feel or what to do. Any advice would be helpful. Okay, I'm just going to get right to the point with this one. I think you need to end it, and I'm sorry to be blunt, but if you've been on again, off again for four years, and now you're on different pages about being in an open relationship, and you found evidence that he's still wanting that, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So if I were you, I would just bow out gracefully before you drive yourself crazy by not trusting him and focus on finding someone who's looking for the same thing as you. Going back and forth between an open relationship and a monogamous relationship is a slippery slope. And personally, I don't know if you're understanding what an open relationship is. The point of an open relationship is to be able to meet up and fuck other people. So the part where you said, I never met up with anyone shows me that you probably weren't totally into the idea of being open anyway. He wasn't wrong for meeting up with this girl. You had the same opportunity, but it seems like you might've felt a little guilt about possibly meeting up with people. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he was wrong in this situation if that's what you guys talked about. 
I was actually talking about open relationships with a few different friends the other day. And I think the main issue with a lot of scenarios regarding them is when you start off in a monogamous relationship and you get too far in and then you add the open aspect of it, your mindset changes a little bit because I think instinctively people just get jealous and they become territorial and they want to protect what they built with their partner, which is fine, but it's very hard to flip-flop back and forth with that. And I think if you want to entertain the idea of an open relationship, You really need to sit down and just in the way that I described having some type of contract in a BDSM relationship, you almost have to kind of have the same mindset. You know, you guys have to sit there and talk through about what is okay, what isn't okay. Um, you know, what do you consider cheating and not cheating and all that kind of stuff. So you guys have to be on the same page about what's appropriate and not appropriate for your open relationship. And on a separate note, if you're looking just to spice up your sex life, then try a threesome or cuckolding where both parties are present and see how that sits with the two of you. If you're into it and you're on the same page and there's no jealousy or trust issues, then I think you could consider an open relationship. But I think once you're in an open relationship, it's not as easy to go back because nowadays people not only love the thrill of spicing up their sex life, but they enjoy the thrill of sneaking around and seeing what they can get away with. Like, I feel like everyone sees how far they can go and how far they can get away with things. So my advice to you just simply is to end this. It doesn't, I feel like you're just going to be driving yourself crazy and constantly wondering if he still is on the apps, if he's still talking to this girl, if he's maybe falling in love with her, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. And obviously, if you guys were on and off again, you have a somewhat rocky past as it is. So I personally don't think this is going to end well. So I would just start to move on and heal. And I would focus on looking for someone who's on the same page and wanting a monogamous relationship like you. So that's my advice. So sorry, it's not probably what you wanted to hear, but I, I've i been there with crazy back and forth, up and down kind of bullshit, and it's just, it, it's not worth the headache at the end of the day. You can have loves for someone and you can care for someone, but your mental health is worth more than any relationship that you're going to have with someone. So that's the most important. Okay, the next listener wrote in, I'm an 18-year-old male that goes to the gym regularly. There is this girl in the gym that I would see around here and there. For the past month and a half, I would see her staring at me. When I'm doing squats or deadlifts, I told my friend to keep an eye on her, and he told me she would be looking. Me and her would make eye contact multiple times during our gym sessions. Recently, I started greeting her, when I see her at the gym and she would smile. I notice that she always takes the longer route when going to the next machine and she always passes me. One day she was going to do hip thrusts and went all the way across the gym to ask me to help her move the bench and there were so many other people closer to her that she could have asked for help. She's shy to the point where you would think she's confused. This is just something I picked up on. Maybe I'm just misreading it. What do you think? Okay, so you are correct for not doing anything at this point. But from what you're saying, it seems like she is just shy and wants you to make the first move. I wouldn't typically recommend you starting a conversation with her or approaching her because most girls don't like to be approached in a gym. 
if she's going out of her way to ask you for help and, you know, making eye contact and responding positively to you saying hello, then I think it's fine to try to strike up a conversation with her. I wouldn't go right in the first time you're talking to her, like asking her out on a date. I would maybe like try to form some type of like more of a casual relationship with her at the gym. Maybe if like one of your friends isn't around, you could ask her for a spot or see if she's finished with the machine that you want to use or something like that. But I definitely would tread cautiously. And then if she responds well to the conversation, then just see how it goes and then go from there about asking her out. But I wouldn't go right in on it, but it does sound like she's kind of waiting for you to make more of a move. So just, I would just tread cautiously. Okay, the next listener wrote in, Hi, I'm going to college in September, and I'm currently in the process of applying for accommodation. I'm assuming that means dormitory accommodation. My girlfriend has said that if I don't pick single-sex dorms, she will leave me. What are your thoughts on this? Leave her. That's my thought on that. Um, She sounds like a psycho. And it sounds like she's super insecure. And I mean, look, I don't know if like if you've done something to make her have trust issues with you, but it's not going to get any better. So college is a time to find yourself and figure out who you are and have fun and explore. I had a long distance boyfriend my entire time in college and I fucking regret it. I say it all the time. I lost out on my early 20s and my college experience because I was dealing with his bullshit. And... I feel bad for anyone who is setting themselves up to go through the same stuff. So I would 100% break up with her. And hey, if you guys miss each other and you want to hang out during like Thanksgiving break or holiday break or whatever, then see what happens. But I mean, honestly, you're going to have so many options for potential either new girlfriends or just flings or just even enjoy being single. Like who the fuck cares? Like you don't have to be in a relationship, but 100% do not go to college with this girlfriend in particular, because if she's demanding this, who's to say you're not going to have girls in your room just because you're in a same sex dorm, like get the fuck out of here. So no, I, I say no on that. Okay. The next question, long story short, I'm 26 and I'm sure kids are not something I want in my life. Is there any dating sites that helps weed through the guys who want to be dads and not, I don't want to have to interrogate people I have just started speaking to. So on Bumble and Hinge, you can put that you don't want kids or if you want kids. Um, I know on Bumble, like there's different options. You can select either have and want more, have and don't want more, don't want, you know, whatever, or definitely want someday. Hinge, there's other options as well. So you can put like open to kids, have kids, all that stuff. So yeah, there's definitely a way, you know, to kind of weed out people that way, because now with the paid features of those apps, you can use certain filters to filter out the people like that you don't want to see. So I feel like with Bumble, it's a little bit easier because your bio is open ended. So you can actually type in there what you're looking for. And then I mean, a lot of the guys that I see, if I see that they have one of their filters checked off that they want kids, and that they're family oriented and all this stuff in their bio. I typically swipe left on them because I'm in the same boat. I don't want kids either. And I've 
known that since I was like 16 when I wanted to get my tubes tied and the doctors told me no. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely, there are, you know, there are clues in a lot of people's bios and also too, if you just, you know, and like, look, not every person is going to answer their profile a hundred percent truthfully. That's just, you know, everyone lies on it. They want to seem like they're putting their best foot forward. I mean, look, I've matched with guys that put, they want kids someday on their profile as like one of the filters and, and actually talking to them. They're like, no, I don't want kids. They're like, I just put that just because it's like more appealing to girls. So, you know, people lie. So you're, you're going to have to dig a little deeper and it's not really interrogating one. It's like, you're getting to know someone and two also you, you know, you can't be so singular because people change their minds. I mean, I know so many people in my life who have said, I don't want kids. I'm never having them. And now they have like one, two, three kids, you know? So people change their minds. Situations change. You never know what's going to happen once you get, you know, further into a relationship with someone. So, and just because someone is saying that they want kids now, doesn't mean that they will want kids later on, you know? So I would just filter it out that way. I mean, I don't know about Tinder, but Bumble and Bumble and Hinge definitely have the options on there where you can at least filter through that. You just have to pay for it though. Okay. The next listener wrote in, if I have alcohol problems, does it make me a bad person if I still want to date people? Should I stay away from dating apps until I solve my problem? I'm addicted to alcohol and my life is a mess, but I still want to date. Am I selfish? Yes, you're selfish. Your problems are, should never be someone else's problems at this, this early on. You're not married to these people, you know? So it's like, you need to sort out your shit before you start going down that path and exposing people to all of your bullshit. It's as simple as that. Um, I was in a really, really shitty relationship with an alcoholic on and off for 10 years. And I didn't know he was an alcoholic when we first started dating because he hit it so well. And as we, and we were long distance also. So as we progressed it, you know, I obviously had fallen in love with him and his problems became my problems. And it was such a burden to me because at that point I felt like I was in a really shitty situation because I didn't want to leave him stranded. And I felt bad for him because I knew that he, you know, obviously had some type of mental illness in addition to the alcoholism. So yeah, I do think it's selfish. I mean, look, if you just want to fuck people, then download Tinder and just say you're looking for a hookup and fuck them. But you shouldn't be dating people. Like you shouldn't be going down that path and making people fall for you when you, you know, when you have a ton of shit to work out, you know? And even when you go to AA, like they tell you that you shouldn't be dating for the first like year or two after you get sober. So like the fact that you want to be dating and in a relationship, like that's not going to fix any of your problems. It's not. And I don't really know why you would want to date at this point. If you're not even putting your best foot forward, like when you're dating, you should always be trying to put your best foot forward. If you're like truly looking for a relationship. So I don't really see the point. I think you should just, if you want 
sex than just hook up with people and call it a day. But I definitely would not be dating at this stage in your life because I don't think that's fair to anyone that you're going to come in contact with. Okay. The last question is, hello, I'm 29. And two weeks ago, I went on a date with a guy who's 35. We hit it off. So I thought, This was my fourth time matching with him on a dating app, and we decided to give it a go and agreed to dinner. The night was great. I really enjoyed the combo, and he mentioned twice wanting to see me again. I went away for a week-long trip, and our conversation through text only was consistent, however lackluster and diminished. He is repeatedly making comments such as, work is hard, tough, busy, etc. Effective this week, I'm only hearing from him maybe once a day. I asked him if he was free anytime soon for dinner, and he responded that work has been keeping him busy. Now, usually I would take this as a sign and lose interest, but since he's 35, I'm thinking that he should be able to voice his intentions without these games. Am I to accept that he's really that busy with work? I think after just one date, I don't necessarily have the right to ask if he's interested. What do you think? What should slash can I do that's easily within my boundaries? Okay. I mean, he, he's not into you. I mean, just because he's 35 and he's not expressing his opinion, it's, I mean, it's simple as that. Um, no one's ever that busy and you went away for a week. So he was on the apps and probably met someone else who was around and they currently have his attention and he's just breadcrumbing you and feeding you along until maybe that fizzles out. You know, so you're kind of on the back burner. He's using the busy excuse until this other fling that he might be involved in fizzles out. Um, I really don't think age has anything to do with it. I've said this a million times, even about me dating younger guys, because people are like, oh, my God, younger guys are so mature and this and that. It has nothing to do with it. If people are cowards, they're cowards. They could be 85 years old or they could be fucking 18 years old. If they're a coward and they can't verbalize how they're feeling or what their intentions are or whatever the case is, then they're always going to be that way. It's easier for people just to kind of phase out, phase themselves out and ghost and do all that stuff because people don't like conflict and they don't want to be the bad guy and all that kind of shit. So personally, if I were you, I at this point would just stop communication with him, stop reaching out to him and go back on the dating apps and see who else is out there and enjoy your summer. Okay. Don't wait around for this guy. I've had plenty of really awesome first dates with guys. And then I never hear from them again. I've had a million conversations with guys that were amazing conversations and they just like fell off the radar and we never even got to meet, you know? So that happens and you'll never know the real reason why. And it sucks because it's like, For me, I've always wanted that closure and like a finite reason why. Like, do you think I'm crazy? Was it something I said? Did you meet someone else? Like whatever the case is, you know, I always like for myself needed that closure. But the sooner you accept that you're not going to have closure in most situations during dating, then the quicker you'll be to finding like what you want. Like you can't sit there and just like constantly think about this guy and if he's busy or if he's into you. If he was into you, he would have called you and set up plans. Um, I think it's a red flag that you guys matched four times before you guys actually met. To me, he seems like he's one of those serial uh, dating app guys. I, I mean, I've run into them as well. 
And I I can't tell you how many times I've matched with the same guys and I still have not met them. And at this point I'm like, all right, no, like I still see some of them like resurrect their profiles. And I'm like, Nope, I'm not even going to try to match with them because what's the point, you know? So if I were you, I would just not reach out to him. And honestly, if he reaches out to you in a couple weeks or a couple months and you know, gives you some excuse. That's your call and what you want to do. I personally wouldn't feed into it because to me, it's like I was put on the back burner as like a second choice or, you know, like I, I don't have time for that kind of shit personally. So yeah, I would just keep going out there dating, but don't reach out to him. Don't do anything. Just let him be busy and live his life and you move on and live your life. Okay. All right, guys. Well, those were all the questions that you guys submitted. If you want your question featured on a future episode, head over to Instagram. The link is in my bio at Dirty Blondes Pod, and you could submit an anonymous question or story, and I will give you my two cents. You can also DM me too or email me, whatever you guys want. But if you want an anonymous, make sure you submit it through the link in my bio. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, please fill out the guest questionnaire. I would love to have more of you guys on because I do love interacting with you guys and hearing your stories and experiences and your two cents as well. So please, if you would like to be a guest on a future episode, fill out the guest questionnaire and I will reach out to you and set up something. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and a great rest of the week. I will be back next week with more fun stuff for you guys. I just started a TikTok as well. So head over to TikTok. It's Dirty Blondes Pod. Follow me there. I'm going to be trying to schedule some Instagram lives soon and do more video content for you guys. So stay tuned for all of that. Okay. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Bye.